Welcome to You Can Read the Bible's introductory lesson on the meta-narrative layer of meaning in Scripture. This is part of our overall introductory guide on how to read the Bible. My name is Matt Carter. In an important way, this meta-narrative layer uh, might be scary sounding, but it's really the simplest layer to understand. The meta-narrative simply means the, the grand, big, uh, overarching story. And, and that grand story, the cosmic story for Christians, is of God restoring creation. And it occurs in four acts. Creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. Now, there are nuances, there is progression, but this cosmic story is simple. And it's simply beautiful. Now, we live right in between Acts 3 and 4. Redemption through Christ is already here, but all things have not yet been reconciled to him. So, as Christians, we expectantly await that restoration, and that is our hope. But our really our primary problem with the meta narrative layer isn't understanding it, but of merely understanding it. For the meta narrative layer to be real, it must be lived out as our story, as the way that we see life. And it has to shape our way of seeing and making sense of the world. In other words, it has to form us. It has to become our story. The problem for most of us is that we've already been shaped by the secular world's meta-narrative or grand story. We've already been taught to take what we want, to see ourselves as the most important and relevant actors within our story. We know that victims get what they deserve and that the strong dominate the weak. As a result, we really need to interact with the world's meta-narrative. We really need to be counterformed. We really need to be shaped anew. And to do that, we first need to see how we are shaped by the secular world's influential stories. What are they really telling us? And a key part of this first stage is to see what the world's meta narrative imagines as possible. We really start to get a sense of this whenever we um, think about popular movies or popular ways of spending our free time. Secondly, we, we really need to see how those stories get saturated down into our bones through the habits and, and practices that we unconsciously adopt, just the things that we, um, that, that we do that we don't think about that shape our desires for the things that the world tells us that we should crave. And then thirdly, uh, we need to identify the ways that we can counterform or reshape ourselves along biblical lines to shape our desires for the beauty of God and for shalom. Then we should adopt those practices intentionally as a way of habituating ourselves to a counterformative way of making our way in the world. So for example, we very strongly believe that you can read the Bible that daily immersion in scripture is a very important daily practice for Christians as part of reshaping ourselves to desire God and the beauty of shalom. But this all begins at the meta-narrative layer with seeing how these stories we tell and encounter either reinforce or subvert these meta-narratives. And to do that, we need to become familiar with these stories, both in the secular world that we've already been shaped by, and certainly within the biblical world that we need to be shaped by. I want to conclude this series by mentioning a few uh, Bible reading gotchas. The first, don't look for allegorical, hidden, or secret meanings in the biblical passages that you read. Second, don't decontextualize. Each story needs to be read within its own historical and literary context. Third, pay attention to the entire story, 
not just a few select verses, words, or phrases. Fourth, don't moralize uh, narratives. Don't look for moral lessons within narratives, and don't assume that you should become more or less like a certain character within a narrative. Fifth, don't personalize by seeking an individual meaning specific to you personally. And finally, sixth, don't redefine the clear meaning of a story to make it fit within your own context. Remember, one of the important benefits that we get as Christians from reading the Bible again and again and immersing ourselves in its stories is to be shaped by it. Not to shape the Bible to us, but to have the Bible, through the work of the Holy Spirit, shape us. I hope you've enjoyed these lessons, and I hope they're of some benefit to you. Thank you.